Hi, I'm Coco. Hi, I'm Hannah. And we, and we are, are the Social Girls. Or maybe not. Welcome back to the Social Girls podcast. We've got an exciting guest today who has an incredible story that both Hannah and I are really excited to have a chat about and share in today's podcast. She's the CEO and Directing Manager of an inspiring not-for-profit organisation, The Village Co, which we'll go into in a bit. So let's get right into today's episode and introduce the wonderful Steph Mallon. Welcome, Steph, to the Social Girls podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Please go ahead and tell us a bit about yourself and your role within The Village Co. All right, so I am first and foremost a mum myself. I've got two kids who are 10 and 7 and uh, they kind of fill up most of my uh, brain space half or majority of the time. (laughs) They are the sassiest, most polar opposite children you could kind of ever um, think of. And then um, I... Yeah, I'm the CEO and co-founder of The Village Co. So I've been in this role for three and a half years now. When we sort of began and created The Village Co. back in 2018 with my best friend, Nicole. And yeah, that's sort of my life is literally either kids or working here. Um, And I'm still a midwife as well. So I have, don't work at the hospital that often, but um, I do work um, as a midwife still. Awesome. Amazing. How did that decision go from being a midwife and working with mums to being like, right, now I'm going to start not, not for profit? How did that come about? Well, it was never really a plan. Um, it was sort of more something that kind of just fell into place. Um, it was just so many years so I've been a midwife for 15 years now and I have always predominantly worked in the public sector and I used to work at Lyle Matt and now work at Women's and Children's and just seeing so so many mums that do it really tough you know having a baby when I had my babies and a lot of women and my friends and family having their babies it's this really like special time and everyone goes out and buys flowers and cooks your meals and um, buys all the cute baby outfits and the reality of what I saw in the workplace and when I became a midwife was this vast difference and it wasn't actually like that for a majority of the population and a lot of the women in our state just do it so so tough when having a baby and I just remember saying to like some family and friends like you wouldn't believe the things that happen with these women, you know, the abuse that they're dealing with or having nothing, not being able to afford pads and yeah, just really awful circumstances while having a baby. And a lot of people were like, not in, well, not in Adelaide, like surely, surely not, surely that's not that, not common, but it is. And so as a midwife and a lot of my colleagues, we do all we can and we show a lot of love and kindness, and but we're really restricted in our role as to what we can do and also our time restraints. So I just kind of, I always thought that becoming a midwife, I would feel really fulfilled, that I would be like, oh, well, I'm helping the community and I'm, you know, helping the greater good. But I never actually felt fully fulfilled in that. I'd always leave thinking, I wish there was more I could 
do for these women. Yeah. And it wasn't until I had my kids that that kind of was even more, you know, enforced and, you know, in my mind would think about these women like I was struggling with my kids and I'm like, I've got all the support in the world. I'm a midwife. I should know, you know, Mm. a lot about having a baby why am I finding it so so hard and it just makes me think of all these women that I've cared for and continue to care for how do they do it and it's such a tough gig and you know the role of a mum is huge and especially in this day and age we're kind of expected to work and you know have an Instagram perfect life and it's just (laughs) not reality and especially not reality for lots of people so I kind of just thought there's got to be more that we can do for these mums and my heart would just bleed for them. And sort of you go to work and you leave more devastated. You come home and I just kind of always felt broken. So, yeah, I kind of just said to my friend Nicole, like, you know, these women are leaving without pads or a blanket for their baby. Let's just buy some stuff and have it at the hospital and we can just give it to them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then was kind of told at the hospital that's not how you go about things and things need to be done through a charity and there's a lot of red tape and I was like all right well how do I get through the red tape and all right let's find a charity and there wasn't one so I was like do I just make a charity I guess we just start our own charity so we can help a few mums and it kind of just came from that like googling how do you start a charity and what does it mean to have a charity and it means a lot of work and yeah (laughs) It kind of just all came from, I guess, being told no or people telling me, you know, it'd be too hard, don't bother. Like, you know, it's not your job. And I was like, well, why isn't it? Like, I think we all, you know, if you find something in your heart that your heart bleeds for and something that you think, well, I could make a bit of a change, then you need to sort of pursue that and nothing can should sort of stop or stand in your way. How did you go in the early stages of being a midwife mentally? Like, obviously, it's not glorious going to work every day and it's a really tough job. So how did you go coming home each day and having sort of not the negative thoughts but knowing it's not all picture perfect out there? How did you and then continue being a midwife? Um. Honestly, especially my first year as a midwife, I found so, so hard and I feel like I cried after every shift. Um, Between a late shift and an early shift, I would barely sleep. I could never switch off uh, thinking about my patients, you know, also like just the pressures of being a midwife, like had I done everything, had I done the right thing had I filled in all the right documentation all that type of stuff but just all those other elements of um you know is this baby going to be okay going home with this mum is this mum going to be okay is she safe is she supported enough and just not being able to switch off and so that really does take a toll on your own sanity and mental health as well and a lot of people would say, you know, over the years, you'll get used to it. You're about to, you know, go to work, switch off when you get home. Yeah. I never felt I could. And um, it's definitely easier now working a bit less and having some gaps. But I always still come home and I'm still, you know, in tears and 
the amount of times I've just felt like bundling these women up and their babies and just saying, I'll just come home with me. It'll be fine. And my husband made a rule from very early on in my career that if you ever bring a patient or a baby home, I will call the police um, (laughs) because you would have crossed a line. And yeah, but it definitely, like I would dream about bringing babies home and feeding babies and that all night. Um, Yeah, so it was always really tough always to switch off did you find a way of coping with it to make it copable or was is it always switched on um I guess I never really found a good way apart from the village co like knowing that I was able to do something else um and I guess now when I go and I do have those really tough patients who you know you just break your heart um knowing that there's something more I can do for them or knowing that they're receiving a village coat bag or um yeah just knowing they're going to get some extra support and knowing what's out there and yeah that kind of helps but mm-hmm. I think the thing for me was just um having gaps between my shifts otherwise <laughs> it's just a bit overwhelming yeah, yeah. Yeah, a couple of my friends have just finished uni and they've gone into nursing. And obviously they haven't been doing it for very long, but they're like struggling a little bit, just very heavy job and coming home and they are like, you know, oh my God, is this even what I want to do? Because every day seems to be really, really hard. And I think with COVID at the moment, it makes it even harder. So I thought... Yeah, yeah, any advice would be really good because obviously it is a difficult job, but someone has to has to do it. Yeah, that's right. Like, you know, and people do have to do the job and I've been lucky enough that I can, you know, pick and choose my hours and, you know, not everyone can do that in, you know, nursing and midwifery. So mm-hmm. I am lucky in that sense, but um, I think it is really important for um, especially new nurses and midwives to um start really healthy boundaries and you know healthy self-care practices really early on which is something I wasn't good at um having a counsellor and having someone to debrief with um is really really necessary um I think there's a lot more around now than when I first started it was kind of like well welcome to midwifery like get back on the horse type mentality and that wasn't really helpful for me at all um but yeah and I think also there just needs to be more education around you know healthy practices with shift work um and yeah your own mental health but preparing I wasn't very prepared I don't think for my midwifery career um you know you think that a midwife is all about um cuddling babies and like helping mums breastfeed and you know delivering babies that are so beautiful and then when you step into the, the midwifery world, it's a lot of um, sadness, a lot yeah. of blood, and um, a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be all those other things. It is beautiful. It is a privilege. It's amazing. But when it's not, it's hell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really selling it. Now, you touched a little bit before about what the Village Code does, but you want to briefly or not briefly explain what you guys do okay 
So it all kind of started with providing these mums with those sort of basic um, items that all new mums need. So like the things that Nicole and I packed in a hospital bag is sort of where we started. Like, all right, so what did you pack? What did I pack when we went into hospital to have our babies? And knowing that a lot of women don't have these things or they don't know they need these things. Um, so we started just putting together a list of everything that a new mum would need for her and her baby going into hospital and coming home from hospital sort of immediately after birth. So it's things like pads and knickers and body wash and a comb, shampoo, um, breast pads, those types of things, nappies for your baby, wipes, even tissues. Some of the hospitals don't provide tissues anymore um, and there are a lot of tears and there's lots of like spit and baby vomit and milk and things you need to clean up. Um, so yeah, an outfit and a blanket for the baby. So we pack a whole hospital bag um, for these mums. All the bags are stored on all the different maternity wards and in maternity um, community programs throughout the state. So all metro and a few rural um, maternity hospitals and the midwives and social workers know where to access them and how to access our bags and who they're for. We've got a very specific criteria of who can receive a bag and they can access the bag without any delay. As soon as they see that a woman's in need, they can get the bag, give it to her then and there. So that might be while she's pregnant. So she's prepared for when she comes in in labor or it might be when she's in labor or she's just given birth, she can get given a bag. Um, we've also got bags for mums that have lost their babies. So they come in and they don't have, um, or they've either lost their baby with a miscarriage or a stillbirth, or maybe their baby's been removed from their care. They still need, you know, pads and breast pads and soap and knickers, all those things. Mm -hmm. um, so we, yeah, make sure that they're available in all those wards too and we also provide now um, manual breast pumps so um, like a silicon um, suction pump and milk storage bags for all our mums as well to help them if they will choose to breastfeed a lot of women need to breastfeed because it's cheaper than formula and easily accessible but it's not the easiest thing to do um, doesn't come naturally to everyone and it takes a lot of work so we're trying to provide them with the tools that they need to help increase the milk supply or collect their milk so they're the three main sort of areas that we are focusing on and then we also get some custom orders in from social workers who or midwives that might say you know I've got this young mum she can't afford maternity clothes or um an example, a young girl pregnant with twins, rapidly growing, I can't fit into any of her clothes, she can't afford new clothes, so she doesn't want to go to school, um, or she doesn't want to go to a job or even leave the house. So we'll provide all maternity clothes, all brand new, everything for her, have them all delivered, um, just to give her some dignity and confidence. Um, so we do that quite, quite a lot. And then sometimes we'll also provide um, if we get a special order through um, some formula and bottles and things like that as well. That's amazing. That's so cool. I've known of you guys existing for a while, but I didn't really 
we do, we do a lot together. We, we passed in the hallways. That was bad. Yeah. And yeah. sort of read into it a bit more. And I was like, this is so cool. What you guys do is amazing. And Very cool. sort of being in that world a little bit in the last couple of years, you really recognize what you do need um, going through some of that stuff. And it's like, you have to realize some people don't have access to that. And it's amazing that you guys give those people access. Mm. And yeah. for everyone more, not more or less, but for everyone sort of more on a level playing field to so give the babies yeah. and the moms the best outcome possible, which is really yeah. cool. And one of our biggest things is wanting the mums to feel just really nurtured and really special and cared for. Um, there a lot of focus as soon as you have a baby shifts to the baby and the mums kind of get put to the side but we're really focused on being a mum's charity and a women's charity mm-hmm. obviously we love the babies and but if we don't so have supported healthy happy thriving mums we're not going to get healthy, happy, thriving children. So supporting and really wrapping these mums in love and care is really what we see as the way forward to break some cycles in the community. And, um, you know, we just need to get, build their confidence so they know that they're not alone in this time. Like, cause it is, it can feel like a really isolating time for the most supported person. So these women, we yeah. just need to sort of wrap them up and nurture them. And there's so much that goes into being a mum on, on the other end that it's so easy to get swept up in the in the you don't matter, it's about the baby, everything for the baby. Yeah. It's it's a lot of information that I'm quickly learning. <laughs> a yeah. lot of information you have to take on and, and be able yeah. to recall at a second's notice. Yeah, and as you just said, even the most supported people who have got friends and family and all the support in the world, yeah. it's if you're a new mum, you're a new mum. No one can really... <laughs> you know set you up it's not like there's a little guidebook and you don't know what's going to happen what emotions you're going to have so uh, yeah it's very yeah very inspiring what you do thank you and we're very big on it not looking like charity either yeah. so everything new and it's a we want it to be a gift like yeah. you're worth so much more than this situation and you know you're so seen um and yeah we think you deserve beautiful nice things to make yourself feel nice and to have dignity so um that's probably something that sort of can set us apart sometimes from some other organizations absolutely so what are some of the challenges obstacles that you or the village co have faced recently and how have you overcome them um probably in the early days it was just trying to get into the different hospitals and community programs and show um our like heart and transparency that we're not in it to um you know some of the things were like you're in it to make money you're in it to get fame um and there's not anything really glamorous about like you've seen where my desk is like this looks quite nice but like i'm in a dusty warehouse day in day out and um surrounded by pads and nappies like there's nothing glamorous about it um, but it was trying to prove to the community that we're here to really help without getting anything in return for us. Um, and so I think we've really done that now. That took a lot of just proving ourselves, I guess, and just showing up and being diligent and always delivering on our promises. 
Um, and I guess the main obstacles that we come across is still um, probably the something that people don't really expect is having to really push and encourage um, midwives and socialists to give the bags out. So, okay. yeah, not because they don't want to, it's because it's they're so time poor in their roles. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, I know she probably needs one, but I've just been really busy. Um, or I wasn't really sure exactly if I should give one out or did she need one, didn't she? And just trying to sort of educate the staff as to, well, if you think she might need one, she did, does she need one. Needs one. About, yeah. yeah, it's about, you know, showing kindness. And if you think she's struggling, then she needs one. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just it's a lot comes down to the education of it. it. COVID has thrown so many obstacles our way as well, not being able to have as many volunteers come in, pack bags, not having our usual volunteers to deliver the bags. Um, yeah, it's just been those sort of obstacles that I, I think all businesses, all charities are facing at the moment. Absolutely. Where do you see yourself and the Village Co in the near future? Well, we are launching a new program in the next few weeks. Um, I won't give too much away, but it is to do with um, providing food to all our beautiful mums that receive a bag. They will have access to pre-cooked um, like chef-made meals delivered to their home for them and their whole family. So that's something that was always something we knew would be so beneficial and so helpful. All new mums know that cooking a meal is kind of like really necessary, but not something you have a lot of time for when you've got a newborn in your arms yeah. and you've had no sleep, but it's really important that you are, you know, nourished and absolutely healing your body after you know what you've been through plus trying to breastfeed it's so important and if you've got you know a family or other kids kids look after they kind of need to eat too so yeah I never really thought that it's always something I wanted to do never thought that we would ever really get it off the ground because I kind of imagine myself having to like hire a big kitchen and stir like yeah. liters and liters of bolognese sauce <laughs> and I thought not one chance am I gonna do that yeah so we've partnered with an amazing company who yeah they that's what they do and they find that part of things and the logistics of that easy which I'm like perfect <laughs> you do that part I'll give you the women um and yeah it's a absolutely amazing partnership that we've been able to find so yeah providing food for our women um so their bags you know are kind of going from two hundred dollars worth like you know the value of their bag to like five six hundred dollars worth um that they'll be receiving so they should feel really really sort of cared for and nourished um for that first sort of period as a new mum um, it's like a perfect combo to the bags. It's like you have the yeah. bags and you have everything you need and you have the food. So it gives them such a great start to motherhood. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. So, um, and then there's more that I want to do um, along the lines of education and um, support, like peer support 
and things, bringing the women together face-to-face, educating them in things like infant first aid or mental health first aid and um, just basic parenting skills, budgeting, Mm -hmm. you know, all those types of um, life skills that everyone needs, but especially a new parent and talking about schools and education, all that type of stuff. So that's um, a long-term plan, but every time I say long-term plans, things kind of <laughs> just <start>. happen. <laughs> long-term but plan. Long-term <laughs> plan, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there are main types of things that we want to achieve. Yeah. Very exciting. We're on to our last few questions. What's your major fuck-up that's happened in the last fortnight and how did you overcome it? Yeah. Well... <laughs> When you kind of mentioned that question, I was like, oh, it was more about narrowing it down. Um, <laughs> it usually is for us too. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't know if like professionally I've had too many in the last fortnight. Um, it's more just being like awful with replying at the moment yeah. and just, you know, or getting things completely wrong or just missing emails altogether um probably the biggest thing that I've been having is like with my kids just like we're selling our house at the moment we're moving um we all had COVID I separated from my husband all in the same sort of like week um and we isolated together and it was just it's been an interesting time but I have started, I was like, one thing that I'm going to get rid of and take off my plate is making school lunches because I just hate it and they don't eat. Mm. And we've got an app now at school. You just like pop in the app, you know, what you want to order. And I think I've done it today as well. (laughs) I had a heart attack. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the kids come home, they're like, did you order lunch? Of course I did. And then I'm like, oh, no. That's going to happen again today. They all get an emergency lunch from school and then I owe the school and they're like, oh, the kids said that you ordered them a lunch order, but we didn't get the order. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Oh, that's weird. Oh, the app must have played up. And then I'm thinking, I didn't sell the order. So, Probably yeah. the only parent with that app difficulties. <laughs> I hope not. Um, so yeah, that's probably the biggest one or like, you know, it was sports day last week for my son and I booked heaps of meetings that day and then he's like, I can't believe you're not coming. I'm like, you don't like sport anyway. (laughs) And then like night before he's like, do you have a green top hat for me to wear? And I was like, no. Do I have a green top? And I was like, no. And so it's just like, I'm really not doing the best in the whole motherhood section. But luckily, came up big W. I was open to 9 p.m. at night. I should so just it, say, I still didn't do that. Like, I <laughs> no. had green zinc and that was it. And I was like, well, that's good that I've got that. Like, as I, I mean, say, that's a good the start. We had zinc is pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I know. So I was like, sorry mate like you've got green zinc you've got nothing else and you're not that into sport anyway so oh well yeah 
we'll try again next year. <laughs> try again next year. There's always next year. That's always good. Yeah. My mum had come to our sports days later on to both of my sister yeah. were in high school. She only, I think I remember her coming to like two and I'm not into sports. So it didn't bother me one little bit. I might, yeah. we had to do a sports. I think I chose like shop work. Um, <laughs> the, <go-to. laughs> the one that you don't run in. So yeah. we'll get over it. It'll be right. <laughs> Oh, no. well, one of the mums messaged me and she's like, Ed- Edward's long jump's really interesting. He kind of just runs up and just keeps running. Like there was no <laughs> jump at all. And I'm like, yeah, and that's why I'm not there. So Long jump is a weird thing too. Long jump used yeah. to just like, I don't understand. Too much but sand also, for me. When in life have we ever needed those skills again? No, what ever. have I ever, unless I... You know what? I didn't know what, what we needed these skills for. And I just, watched, I just watched the Caitlyn Jenner documentary or whatever and they describe oh, yeah. Bruce as being the um, the Olympian. And I'm like, that's what you need it for. When you want to be an Olympian in this multi-event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I never knew that that's why we did all these things in school because of that one yeah. event in the Olympics. I worked out very so quickly that was not the pathway for me too, so... No, and that's know? not going to be his future at all his you know at sits in the library at lunchtime and his head of marketing for some company one of his friends started so love it wow I think that's more his yeah yeah his yeah on the books more than yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so funny last but not least how are you keeping social this week what's keeping you light and breezy (laughs) there's a lot there's not (laughs) yeah um mm, I'm not really sure on Saturday I've got plans with friends and that will be a a bit of wine and some cheese I'm sure and I think that's kind of what I'm going to hold out for this week is just get me through to Saturday so I can see the girls and have yeah and drink the East End and yeah that'll be probably all I can fit in this week to be honest it's good I think it's good just to do anything for yourself at this point your life sounds hectic mm. and having yeah. some wine and cheese would be sounds great the perfect little intermediate remedy <laughs> yes that's right yep so praying for a warm sunny weekend probably won't get that but yeah that's what I feel like it's been nice so far. We've been very lucky yeah. with the weather, actually. I'm ready for some storms. I'm done. Yeah, I <laughs> like cold weather too. Like I'm even, I'm in like a thicker shirt today. I'm like it's 24. It's under 25. So technically, you get away with long sleeves. Yeah, at this point. I like winter. I like coats. I like. I do too. Jump if I'm going out for a drink, I, I like it. Yeah, too. that's true. Yeah. Especially in the East End. The East End is like mostly outdoors. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you're all sitting on like the curbs. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, if it's in winter, it's like nice to go up into the hills to like yes, a, the hills. a pub with a fire or something. I yeah. really want to try that pizza place that everyone talks about and I have n- not been yet lost in a forest or something uh-huh. along forest lines. And it meant to have really great like whatever pizza just up mm. in the hills. I yeah, that would be have you been to Russell's? No. In Wollongo? That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Recommend that one. Yeah. That's really nice in winter. 
And either yeah. like, we're gonna have a busy winter. Yeah, eating <laughs> lots, lots of pizza. Of <laughs> I've got, two, got two places to go. It's pretty much booked out for me. I'm gonna be booked out this winter. Yeah, Just eating pizza. <laughs> All I want is a glass of wine. I cannot tell you how much I needed a glass of wine. And oh, yeah, that was that is a challenge when you're pregnant. Yeah, it's yeah. just the one too. Like it's just the thought of just having one glass. You've got, if I'm opening a yeah, nice sure. bottle, oh, yeah. I'm not going to drink a singular glass. But just the idea of just having one glass in your hand is always nice. Not long. Mm. <laughs> not, long. not long. I'll drink just water like, in the meantime. It's like five months, like another like a year of breastfeeding, and then I'll circle back in. Yeah, yeah, that'll fly by. <laughs> better be He's trying to be positive better be skinny by the end of it jesus christ i'm not drinking as much wine <laughs> yeah in the meantime i'll drink for you okay yeah i'll help Important. done yeah. between us yeah. two we've got you yeah. <laughs> oh my god that is all we are officially talking about today I'll just say thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We've loved having you and I've learned so much more about the Village Co. today as well. Thanks for having me. We have so much fun chatting with you today. Thanks so much for joining the podcast. You can follow the Village Co. at the underscore village underscore co on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn or head to their website to learn more at www.thevillageco.org. And finally, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Social Girls Podcast and let us know what you want to hear. Bye for now.